I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Mark is the only one of the four evangelists whose feast day falls within the season of Easter. Matthew and Luke are an ordinary time. John, appropriately enough, two days after Christmas, the one who is the herald of the Word made flesh. And it's a marvelous idea to have an evangelist celebrated in the season of Easter. What could be what could be better than celebrating the proclaimers of the good news in this season? But Mark? Really? I mean, of, of, of the four Gospels, Mark is the one that shows up in the Easter season? This is the one that has the seemingly confused ending or endings. What, what, which ending is it? And then, and then even of the original ending, it's, it's such an unsatisfying conclusion, it seems. Why Mark in the season of Easter? Remember, in the, the three different endings, the, the first, often called the original ending, ending where the women go to the tomb and they find it empty, except for this young man dressed in white, who just says almost casually to them, oh, Jesus is resurrected from the dead. Go and find him in Galilee. Tell Peter and the disciples that he is risen. And what do the women do? They flee. Mark says they tell no one, for they are afraid. And that is the ending of the gospel. They were afraid. And then there's this second shorter ending, which adds about one more sentence and says, well, they did end up going and telling Peter and the others, and then uh, Jesus told them to spread the good news. And then there's the longer ending, which resembles a bit more the other Gospels, in which Jesus meets the disciples, and Jesus, Jesus commissions the disciples, and Jesus ascends into heaven. Oh, I almost get this sigh of relief that there's a conclusion but perhaps you're turning to this gospel, this resurrection narrative in the gospel of Mark in this season as an invitation for us to reconsider these endings and to find the wisdom and the good news within them. Perhaps not even within just one, but in the exchange between the endings. For this first, quote-unquote, original ending to the Gospel of Mark. Surely there is something of the raw, visceral experience that we find here and not quite anywhere else in the, res- in the resurrection narratives. Imagine being one of these women and walking into this tomb and finding, instead of the dead body of your friend, an empty tomb except for this young man telling you he's not here, he's risen from the dead, go! And the fear and the shock of it all is a truly visceral human response for encountering something this strange and unheard of. And this fleeing in fear, does that not also speak to us? How much of our lives 
have we closed off from the resurrection? Because we are afraid of what could actually happen if we open these parts of ourselves to the demanding, illuminating truth of Christ. Are we also, in many ways, not afraid of the resurrection that Jesus works within us? So in typical Mark fashion, this original ending is both hope and judgment upon us. And then these later endings, is there not a sense in which we can imagine later readers saying, hold on, hold on, there's more to the story than fleeing. There's more to the story. Jesus does commission the disciples. Jesus does ascend into heaven. There is good triumphant news that is not portrayed in this original ending, and this news should be spoken. sense in the conflict and contestation between these endings, the finitude of the early church, as it is coming to understand the fullness of the implications of Jesus' resurrection from the dead, that there is shock and fear, but the more time goes on, the more this message has a chance to seep within us and within the body of the wider church, the good news begins to become clearer and clearer and clearer. So it seems that, yes, could there not be another ending? But then, but then I can also hear the writers of that original ending saying, hold on, hold on. And it's here in this contestation and debate between the endings that the truth of the resurrection finds us. And so the original ending perhaps should have the last word. Hold on. The resurrection is a message of triumph, but it is also a message that brings us face to face with the tragedies of this world. It is also a message that we oftentimes fear. But yet, is it not also the case as, the re as readers of this original ending, as we have this sense that the gospel isn't finished, is there not an invitation to us to play our part in continuing this message? Yes, the gospel is, does have this unfinished quality in Mark. And you, O oh reader, you, O oh community of readers, you, church across time that has carried this message to the world, you are the next phase in this gospel. You, O oh reader, you are being called to be the resurrected body of Christ. Amen.